0: How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you live on Monday, August 15th, 2022. I am joined by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, you ready to do this thing? Let's do it, man. Today, guys, we're going to be talking to y'all about the. NFC North, that is the Packers, Lions, Bears, and the Vikings. Um, big announcement as well. Coming up on Thursday, we'll be recording our SEC season preview, um, which will be the final of our previews besides the actual college football preview. And next week will be College Football Week Zero Picks podcast. So lots of good stuff cooking up, guys. We're two, we're yeah, technically two weeks or I guess like we're 12 days away from college football. And I guess – about 20 something days away from NFL, so it's a great time to be alive, Ben. Um, let's do this thing though, Ben. Let's start things out though with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay are the defending champions in the north. Aaron Rodgers, the reigning king in the north, just like he's john Snow with the hair. And this Packers team is going to look a lot different on offense. I mean, yeah, they still have Aaron Rodgers, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. But they they lost their their offensive coordinator is now gone. I mean I don't really think that's a big loss though, as I more so view um, Matt Lafleur as the offensive coordinator. Um, offensive line is going to be all back. Obviously, Bakhtiari is still a little banged up, but they are going to be without stud wide receiver Devonte Adams. On top of that, they're going to be without. Um, they're going to be without um, another one of their wide receivers. Marquez Valdez scantling as he has gone to Kansas city. Also St. Brown is gone as well as he went to Chicago. Um, defensive wise though. They also said goodbye to Zedarius Smith, Preston Smith's brothers. He's gone. Um, are they brothers? Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure they're brothers. I didn't think they were, but maybe they are. I might be mistaken, but I'm pre- I thought they were brothers. Um, but, yeah, um, so there's that's going to be different on the uh, defensive line side of the ball. Luckily, they were able to get Jaron Reed back once again. He's a beast in the middle with Kenny Clark. Um, Their linebacking core, though, is back, and they add Quay Walker to the mix as well. And they got that nasty secondary back where they have Rasul Douglas. Is, we're working in there with uh, Jair Alexander, who missed a lot of last year, and Eric Stoats. Ben, I'm sure you feel the same way I do about this Packers team this year. What do you think?
1: Um. I- I still think it's a really good team. Uh, I'll start on defense. Uh, Jair Alexander is obviously a huge piece to add back as he is one of the better corners in the NFL. Um, they really got to see what they had in Rashawn Gary last year. His rookie season, he wasn't really, like, he made some plays, but, like, he wasn't like he was last year. Last year he was unbelievable for them on the defensive line, and Stokes was also really good for a rookie. So, this – from what, I've, from what I've read, Packers insiders are really excited to see the potential of this defense. They think it has a chance to be one of the better defenses that Aaron Rodgers has had. Offensively, yeah, he's missing a lot of the skill players on the outside. And I think just, listen, you got Rodgers back-to-back MVP, I think four-time MVP in his life um, in the NFL. His big thing, though, is trust. And he has come out and said it before that it's hard to get his trust As a receiver, you have to put in a lot of hours um, after practice, you know, in the film room. He needs Mm -hmm. to see he needs to trust you before you're getting the ball in in the target that every wide receiver wants to see. So I'm interested to see what that looks like, because now he's got a lot of young receivers. I like the addition of Sammy Watkins. He's not like a great, great player anymore, but he is a nice veteran. Um, I think that helps the young core bringing in someone like that. They still have a really good tight end, Robert Tunya, who already has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. And I think they run the ball a lot more than we've seen the Packers in the past with their two-headed monster. A.J. Dillon is a beast of a power back, and and, um, Aaron Jones is no slouch himself as a starter. So, listen, I still think this Packers offense can be dynamic. I do think they're going to be a lot more balanced. which they've shown in the past two years, and I think their defense would be a lot better. This division is – it's interesting because, like, obviously the Vikings have been challenger number one uh, in the recent years, but they really haven't challenged Aaron Rodgers much. He's really eaten up against Minnesota in his career. Um, But we'll talk about them in a second. They have a new coach, new GM, new scheme. So uh, they also have a dynamic offense. So I still think the Packers should be the favorites in the division by a decent margin. I think you disagree with that, but uh, I'll let you talk about it first.
0: I mean, I absolutely think the Packers should still be favored in this division when I look at the division top to bottom. When I think about this team, though, this team's to be led by their defense, kind of has been alluded to. This might be the best secondary in the entire NFL. I'm ready to go ahead and say it there. I think they have the best grouping of three corners possible, and they're pretty stout at the safety position as well. Devondre Campbell, pl- and uh, you said it was Sean Geary as well, these guys played at all NFL levels. I mean, Devondre Campbell played in Atlanta. He never, sh- I mean, he was good, but he wasn't all NFL like he was for Green Bay last year. I just, it might be hard for him to reciprocate that. Obviously, he loses Darius Smith as well. He was probably their best pass rusher they had, as he actually went to Minnesota, which is interesting movement there. But um, ultimately, I think losing Devontae Adams is massive, Ben. I think this defense is going to be damn good. I, think that, I really think this might be the best defensive unit in the league. I mean, as weird as it's going to be saying with having Aaron Rodgers or quarterback, I think this is an under team Ben, I, like as in betting on totals in a game. I think this is an under team. Their win, season win totals at 11. I think that's probably pr- I don't know. I'd lean towards the under. That's not really something I'm looking to bet. I'm not really looking to fade Aaron Rodgers on a full season with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur always seems to have a plan. And I think this team's plan is going to be to ground and pound. You have Aaron Jones and you also have A.J. Dillon who are absolutely beasts in the backfield when they carry the football. But I think I think one of these wide receivers Ben is going to have to come out here and have a big season and pick up the slack I mean like you said Sammy Watkins is eh Sammy Watkins can't really stay healthy Randall Cobb is proven I mean Aaron Rodgers said that he specifically wanted them to get him but I think it's got to be either Romeo Dubs or Christian Watson the two the two uh, fr- um rookies I almost called them freshmen on accident but the two rookies you know I've heard a lot of good things a lot of people say they're high on Watson and Romeo Dubs they say they both look good in the in um practice and whatnot let's see what these two guys can do if one of these guys can step up and be like a solid wide receiver too you know what i mean to complement what else they got going on i think that can be really big for the offense they're going to get robert Tunyon in his back as well i think this is going to be the best run i think that i really think the packers are going to just ground and pound the hell out of teams on the ground and then oh wait you got aaron Rodgers to throw the ball still did the packers definitely take a step back from what they were last year but i still think this is a good team probably a team that's going to be in a playoffs
1: yeah, they the good thing for the young wide receivers is the hard. I mean, it's really hard in the NFL to create separation. Mm-hmm. So if they could just work on creating that at the line of scrimmage, the good news for them is Aaron Rodgers can put the ball wherever he wants to put it. So I, there might be some miscommunication on deep routes on certain routes early in the weeks. Aaron Rodgers is going to yell at these guys. You just you just already know he's going to be hard on them. Um, he's he's come out and said in interviews, "I'm very hard." Like He knows he's not easy to play with because he demands so much. But Robert Tunya, in an interview, I heard him say, he goes, that is what attracts me and he thinks attracts some players to play with Aaron Rodgers because he's not afraid to get in your face and tell you what he thinks. And he knows knows what's best about the game of football. So if you just push yourself to the limits, he's going to put the ball right where you need it to be. Just do the rest. Catch it. (laughs)
0: Exactly, Ben. You're 100% right. It is definitely going to be interesting to see, though, what life looks like without Devontae Adams. I mean, we saw what the 49ers did when they shut down Devontae Adams. So, you know, I'm very bullish on the Packers this year. I definitely don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I still think they're going to be a good football team. As long as you have LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers in a defense that good, you're going to be in the playoffs one way or another. Um, the next team up here will go with the team that came in second place in the division. They absolutely h- hosed me last year on the win total. I'm not looking to play it again this year, but the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins We're gets extended again. <laughs> My boy, uh, Dalvin Cook is back once again. Play running back. Justin Jefferson's looking to build on his season last year and possibly the top wide receiver in the NFL. Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne are back as well. Irv Smith, hopefully, he can stay healthy. I doubt it though. Um, Defensively, though, this team will lose Anthony Barr, which is their pretty much big time departure here. They do though now have Zadarius Smith. They also have uh have uh Daniil Hunter who missed a lot of the season last year. Eric Kendricks is back. Um, Jordan Hicks back at linebacker as well. Patrick Peterson's back, Harrison Smith still. Um, they did draft Lewis Seen from Georgia, who's gonna look to step in probably and be the starting safety for this team. Ben, what do you think about the Vikings this upcoming season? We know that they uh, redid the defense. to Basically, been two years now of them redoing that defense. Is this the year this defense steps up and is actually decent?
1: Well, they also got the kid out of Clemson, um, Andrew Booth Jr., to be a corner. So, him and Lewis Seen. So, obviously, they're two top draft picks from this past draft. We're focused on the defensive end. I'll start with uh, um, Justin Jefferson. He probably had a big old smile on his face when he learned of his new head coach because – his new head coach was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. I, I'm not sure if he called plays, but I'm sure he helped Sean McVeigh's schemes. I and mean, all you got to do is turn on Cooper Cup tape or Odell Beckham Jr. tape or literally Van Jefferson had multiple good games for them. Kevin O'Connell was tremendous in getting his wide receivers open and Justin Jefferson has the skill level of, of anyone else in the NFL with his historic rookie season. You mentioned the defense. It should be really good overall. It's just... What are they going to do against Green Bay? So um, I like them bringing in Zadarius Smith, obviously from division. Daniel Hunter, uh, who missed the majority of the time this past two seasons, is still pretty good at getting pressure.
0: Yeah, before they're, he got hurt, he was the number – he led the NFL in sacks and pressures.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, I just I, – I feel like their same problem is the same problem we've talked about for years now. It's how consistent can Kirk Cousins be? Is he going to be consistently inconsistent, or can he finally become – consistent quarterback he's he gets a lot of crap on on social media but he's not a bad quarterback at all unless he plays in primetime games obviously but he's he's like right outside top 10 quarterbacks he's not that far in between like the 11 to 15 range he's not that high up he's he's won a lot of games in his career he's he throws for a ton of yards this year honestly a um a prop bet that i was looking at i don't do a lot of future prop bets but Justin Jefferson to to lead the league in yards is something I would not look away from just Kevin O'Connell in his first year. What I know that he can do with receivers that have the skill level and Kirk Cousins throws the ball a lot. Dalvin cook at this point, you're pretty much guaranteed for him to miss a couple games from an injury or at least play banged up at some point. And I think Kirk Cousins has the ability to throw the ball all over the yard. He's done that for almost his entire career. I think they're going to be good. I think they're just fighting for a wild card spot. It's This is one of the, like, it's not that bad of a bet to take the Vikings to win this division. I just would never convince myself to bet against Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah. Um I honestly don't like Vikings to win this division. I still think Kirk Cousins will be their downfall. I should have mentioned O'Connell from the plus off- Plus 290
1: rant. or plus 285 is what I saw there.
0: Yeah, look, I don't like that bet, honestly. The Vikings burned me on that bet last year, and I'm not as mad about it as last year because, you know, We'll, we'll get to it at the end. I don't want to give away too much here, but I actually have something spicy hot we'll get to on the next team. Anyway, but, um, look, this Vikings team, I think they're going to be better for sure. And honestly, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be wide receiver one in fantasy this year. I think he's going to put up the most points of any, of any guy, period. I think that that's exactly what O'Connell is going to do. I really think he was the guy who schemed for Cooper companies do the exact same thing. Like you were saying for Jefferson here. um, Look, I think Kirk Cousins is always going to be Kirk Cousins. I think some weeks he's going to look like an all-pro QB, and some weeks he's going to do the Kirk Cousins thing and throw the game losing interception, you know. So I think it's going to be more of the same there with that. But I think this defense will be better. I think this Vikings team is going to be good and be competitive. Ultimately, though, I think they can only go as far as Kirk Cousins takes him, and I don't think he's the right guy to take him that far. You know, Ben, I've heard rumblings, small rumblings. We might even see Kellen Mond at some point this season. I'm a little interested on that to see if he comes in. I don't think he will, though, with them giving a new contract to Kirk Cousins. I think Mond still has at least another year. He's going to have to sit behind him. But ultimately, though, for this Vikings team, I think they're going to have a high-powered offense. I don't think the defense, though, will be on par with what they need ultimately. And I think the Vikings – Will end up missing the playoffs this season. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be right there, but I think they're going to be the same thing they were last year as one of the teams you know that barely finds their way outside of being in the mix.
1: What do we? uh, He's been around the league for a while. What do we know about Greg Joseph? He's their kicker. They've had so many kicking problems over the years. They just they need a that's lost them a lot of games over the years. No, having a good, games.
0: yeah, kickers are absolutely massive. I don't remember if it was you I was talking about this with this weekend, but it was somebody I was talking about this weekend with the NFL is how big of it is the kicking game. And I personally don't think Greg Joseph is anything more than just an average kicker. I don't put him in that tier where, you know, you have Young Hoku, Justin Jefferson, all or uh, Justin Tucker, and all those guys. You know, I think he's definitely a tier or two down from there. So, you know, I think that could end up being another part. And honestly, there's no excuses, man. You're kicking in a dome.
1: You do kick in a dome.
0: Yeah, there's no excuse if you don't kick in a dome. Um, Next team up here is going to be Tell the – Tell them to turn
1: the AC down. It's
0: blowing too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to do something or other to help your kicking game out. There's just no excuses there. Next team up here, though, we do have the Detroit Lions. Um... Love them. Oh, I've been absolutely loving watching Dan Campbell on Hard Knock. Um, also, they did just take the loss to the Falcons in the preseason. But I actually like a lot of what they've done with this team. They probably have built one of the best offensive lines in the NFL that they have around Jared Goff, not to mention DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams as they're stacked up at those at the running back position. But they also bring in Jameson Williams to join Am, um, Amon Ross, same Brown, and DJ Chark, who is also a newcomer as well, that's going to join this high, hopefully high-powered offense. TJ Hawkinson should be back as well from injury i don't know when williams will be ready to go but he should be ready also like this defensive line when you have aiden hutchinson and michael brockers on it i think it's a pretty good offensive line alex antoloni not bad in the linebacking core and the secondary i mean right now jeff okuda is slated to be their third corner maybe he can stay healthy and have the big season they're hoping from a guy they invested third overall pick in ben what do you think about the about the lions this upcoming season
1: i like their offense on paper i like it a lot um Two reliable running backs. One of them is very good in the receiving game, and DeAndre Swift. Hopefully, he can stay healthy because he's a dynamic running back. Um, their receiving room is so much, so better, so much better than it's been in the past. St. Brown is already a proven young guy. He's had a, he's had a good season. Um, DJ Chark was was very solid for the Jaguars. They're interested to see what he can come in and do here. Hawkinson is. Fourth best, fifth best tight end in the league, probably he's top five for sure, um, in my book. And then Goff is—we know what Goff is. I, I honestly think that they're probably this is probably Goff's last season. If they're bad this year and they get and they get uh, you know a top five pick again, I feel like it's you got to just move off from Goff and just go young completely. Because, um, like you said, you've built up a pretty good offensive line, so bringing in a young rookie quarterback. If you can protect them, you automatically right away get to see what he's got and what you got in him. If you can't protect him, then he's got to – like Justin Fields last year, he had to play so erratic at times because he had no – he's probably going to have to do it this year too. But like Trevor Lawrence, he was just running for his life. You don't really see what you got. You want to see your quarterback sit in the pocket make a couple of reads, and Goff's going to be able to do that this year. So I'm interested to see – I'm not as high on their defense yet. I think they're still moving in the right direction. I just don't think they're there just yet. They're going to be better than they've been in the past, but that's not saying much. They're over-under. Do we know what their over-under is?
0: Um, their they're over-under is at six and a half.
1: It's higher than it's a lot higher than it's been in the past. So It shows you that they're moving in the right direction. I still don't know if, if, if Dan Campbell is going to be a, an NFL coach for a long, long time, but I think their offense is moving in the right direction. And they're putting pieces together. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to see the Lions start to compete a little bit.
0: Yeah, I actually do think Dan Campbell will be a head coach for a long time. And, look, I loved his opening to the beginning of Hard Knocks where it was like he was firing the team up, saying all the things it's we were to like, do.
1: the NFL's Ed Ogeron. And right? then
0: he was like, and we're going to have fun. I think Dan Campbell's the right guy. This Lions team was great against the spread last year, and they fought every single week. I've seen a lot of teams be bad, but I've seen teams just give up and mail it in. I felt like the Lions played their asses off every single week last year, and they didn't care. Look, I'm not saying Jared Goff's a good quarterback. I'm just saying after Sean McVay casted this guy away and some of the bad performances we watched him come up in in big-time Rams games, Jared Goff is a decent NFL quarterback. I think they have the offensive line, like you are saying, around him. They have the weapons too. I think they're gonna unleash DeAndre Swift this year. And if they're competitive, I think he I think the DeAndre Swift is going to get a big time workload. I think he's a great pickup in fantasy this year. I think the defense is going to be good too. Aiden Hutchinson better be proved that he's worth that top pick. They also have all his Rams picks as well. So they've been building a team up. Look, I'm not saying this is gonna happen. I'm just saying it has a lot of value. The Lions at plus 900 to win this division. I put $15 on it to win $135. I'm just saying, guys, $15 can win you $135 on the Lions to win this division. I think it's worth it, personally. I don't think the Vikings are worth it just because there's not much return. I don't think taking the win total over six and a half is worth it. I think taking the long, long shot on the possibility of the Packers offense being a dumpster fire, And the Lions offense being good is worth the shot. I'm definitely not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying there is a lot of value in giving it a shot. I think this Lions team is going to be good and competitive. I really think they built on something last year. You know, I think there's losing teams like the team we'll talk about next that, you know, just kind of set themselves up for more losing. But I also think there's losing teams that set themselves up, you know, to have a good season the next year. And I think that's what the Lions did. I think this team is going to be competitive and they're going to fight all season long.
1: I feel like if you. Are going to take them to win the division, take them, what are their odds to just make the playoffs?
0: I didn't even look at the odds just to make the playoffs, but I definitely wouldn't hate that either. I,
1: I feel like that's better to take than winning the division.
0: Yeah, making the playoffs is not a bad bet either. You're definitely not wrong about that. If I had to guess, it'll probably be something in the four to 500 range since making, when the division's 900, it it'll probably be half of that. If I had to guess, so it's probably somewhere in that range. If it's in the 600s though, I'd, honestly like that bet even more for like 20 bucks 20 bucks will win you like 120 if it's at that, that but no i definitely i think this Lions team's going to be competitive you know and in a vision with where you're going to get to play the bears twice the lions play an extremely easy schedule they're they're in like the, they have like one of the like eight easiest schedules in the league so you know i think this lion's team like i think they're definitely going to split with the vikings i don't see the vikings sweeping them this season the vikings are the vikings i mean the packers m- might sweep them this season you know but like they'll beat the they'll sweep the bears there's three wins right there and on top of that, they have they have a decently easy crossover schedule as well. So I think there's value lying with the Lions this season. Um, ben, let's go to the last team in the division here. And this team looks like to be an absolute dumpster fire to me. Chicago Bears, as they bring in head coach Matt Eberflus to coach them up this year. Um, Eberflus was the Indianapolis defensive coordinator last year. Um, young quarterback Justin Fields doesn't get much help either as Allen Robinson leaves the team and tons of other talent does. The offensive line is abysmal, though it did add Riley Reif. Um, There is wide receivers right now are Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Bayless Jones. That looks to be oh. his three guys. Um, yeah, Ben's reaction right there is all you needed to know. Defensive line as well, lost a lot of guys. Robert Quinn is about the only one remaining as that their big-time stud. Um, Khalil Mack is now a San Diego supercharger. So the defensive Akeem line. Akeem Hicks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman are all gone. So you basically have one of those guys left on the defensive line. Um, Roquan Smith's probably going to hold out and not play this year. Um, is, that, Jacks, is that the rumor?
1: The rumor is he's not going
0: to play at all? I heard he was going to hold out for a trade, so we'll see what happens. I don't I don't see Roquan wanting to go. I mean, without a new contract, if I'm Roquan, I just go ahead and sit out, honestly. I mean, it's not worth getting hurt for this for this dumpster tire of a team. Um, look, Ben, I was never sold on Justin Fields, all y'all know who listened to our podcast. Like, I'm not saying Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. I'm just saying I didn't think that he was a good NFL starting quarterback. They didn't do anything to help Justin Fields out. He's going to be running for his life, like you said back there. I think he's going to get hurt. I hope he doesn't tear an ACL, but I think he's going to get hurt and banged up. I think he's going to take an absolute beating back there if he hangs to the ball too long. I think this Bears team is going to be in line to be the worst team in the entire NFL. I'd be shocked to see this team win more than three games this season. I would be shocked to see this team win one game this season, to be honest with you. They probably will win one. I'd say this team wins two games, to be honest with you, just – because it's the NFL and that's typically the way it goes. The worst team will win two or three games, you know, but I don't think it's going to be a fun season to be a Chicago bears fan. I think this team is going to be really freaking bad. Um, that's the best way to put it.
1: Yeah. I don't have much more to add other than it goes from bad to worse considering the mayor of Chicago wants to, um, move the, move the team and like build a new stadium and, and,
0: um, I'm kind of Do surprised of that. by that though, because like that's one of the best stadiums, you know, she in wants, the NFL.
1: I don't think the field itself is. I think people
0: have complained about the field and. Really,
1: she wants. I should have added. She wants to build a dome or a retractable roof
0: that could make a little more sense, but I also feel like, you know, like don't Chicago's Chicago's famous for playing in those, ter- for having a stout defense that's, you know, that I mean, that is nasty and terrible weather. Like I feel like that's what Chicago famous for. And I feel like that kind of takes away from it. You know,
1: I'm not building a dome there. It's like the, I'd be like, what are you going to complain about windy and cold weather? That's what Chicago is.
0: Exactly. That's go, what I'm saying. When you go
1: to, when you go to green Bay, don't expect good weather. They ain't building a dome.
0: They yeah. Mean-
1: I don't know why Minnesota plays in a dome. If you live in a cold weather city, use the cold weather as your advantage. Your players live there. They can get acclimated to it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, listen, I don't have many positive notes, except for one. I'll, I'll say one. I think the Bears have a really good fantasy football player this year, and I resort to you with fantasy football because you play a lot more than I do. I think if you have a bad quarterback, or not necessarily a bad quarterback, but a quarterback that's not going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. average to, uh, to upper level in the league. And I think if you have a running quarterback, now this might sound weird. I think those teams running backs are really good in fantasy because he's going to have to get the ball out of his hands quickly. David Montgomery's has proven he's a really good receiving back and he's really good when he's healthy on the ground. The Bears aren't going to have much of a choice but to run David Montgomery because they know he's a good running back and they can't just drop fields back 50 times with this offensive line. I think David Montgomery is a pretty good – I don't know. Is he more of a running back two option now? Is he still kind of a low-end running back one? People are so different on running backs nowadays. Like people just go receiver, receiver, maybe receiver, receiver, tight end, and get a running back late. If you can get him late, I feel like a couple rounds in, he's not a bad option.
0: No, I think David Montgomery is a really good option. Last year, he was solid at the at the tailback position, and the year before, he was had did terrible the first couple of weeks. And once he came back from his injury, he took off and was actually like the best running back in all fantasy football. I think for like the last eight or ten weeks of the season, two years ago, I think he'll be solid again. The only thing I would worry about a little bit is they're going to be losing a lot, so you need him fields to dump the ball down to him a lot and him to get yards that way. I think Darnell Mooney though is actually a decent pickup. I think Mooney the, the fields is just going to be desperate to throw the ball, and I think he's really their only good receiver. So Fields is just going to be Cole, dumping the ball to him.
1: Cole Komet is not a bad, like, backup tight end option yeah. either. He's a huge red zone. I think he's like 6'7". Um, no,
0: yeah.
1: He's a huge red zone target, and that helps for Justin Fields. So who has kind of been known to throw the ball high a little bit.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, I I hope Justin Fields can hold up because, you know, if he can hold up and make it through this season and they can get him some offensive line help and get him a receiver or two, who knows, he might be back. Do I just think- really think he took two steps back with his, uh, with his maturation
1: but don't you think he took a step back as soon as he was drafted by the bears?
0: Yes, I do. Because I think Justin Fields and came into the was there. In- mm-hmm. Well, I think Justin Fields came to the NFL as a guy who wasn't ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. And I think he needed to learn a little bit and kind of sit behind somebody and be developed properly. And I think that everything that's gone down in Chicago has been the wrong way. Cause Andy Dalton got hurt and he's basically thrown in the fire and you know, it didn't work out well for him.
1: I don't know any of those rookie quarterbacks that could have come into Chicago at the time field that had done, Much better, anything different?
0: No, I don't think any of those quarterbacks would have done better than Justin Fields did in Chicago last year. I think they were all screwed. I
1: I think the only one you could maybe make a case for, but I don't even think you can make a good case because I think his organization helps him out. Is Mac Jones? That would be the only. He was the most like mature passer that there was at a college at that time. So actually, no, that wasn't even his draft class. Mac Jones was.
0: Yeah, Mac Jones what? was last year's draft. No, press. yeah, he
1: was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just see, saying him, but I think the Patriots helped Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones helped the Patriots. I I don't think you could have done much
0: with Justin Fields or anything else. See, I think that Mac Jones had it a little bit. See, I think Mac Jones wouldn't have survived because I think he would have been on his rear end too much to ever get passes off because of how bad that offensive line is. I think T Law would have been the only one possibly with a chance, but I don't yeah. think he would have either. Um, ben rank them in this division one through four.
1: I really want to put the Lions second. I really want to put the Lions second, but I'm going to go green Bay to win the fourth division title in a row, uh, which they've done every year under. Uh, what's the first. No, it's his first name, Matt. Thank you. Uh, he's been the head coach for three years. He's won the, he's won the division three years and his quarterback's won MVP two out of the three years. So I'm going to go Packers Vikings, Lions and uh I think the Bears compete with the with the Falcons and uh uh for one of the worst records in the league.
0: Yeah, I got um I got Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. I'm doing we're it. A Lions.
1: we are a Lions podcast.
0: I love it. Yeah, we're pro yeah, we're the pro Lions podcast. Honestly, I wanted to put the Lions first, but I'm just not willing to put myself on the line like that. I'm going to go Lions at number 2 in this one. I don't know, man. I, I just think that I don't know. I just think the Vikings are still trending down. I think that they just I think what they keep trying to do is trying to like it's like they are kind of like what the Falcons kept doing, where they need to full on rebuild, but it's like they don't want to commit to the full rebuild. You know what I mean? I think that they either I think they got to go all in on the rebuild. So we'll see if they end up doing that. Um. Anyway, Ben, um, any last thoughts for you before we get up out of here?
1: No, I don't think so. I'm excited to watch the Lions, though. When is, what day does Hard Knocks come out? Every Wednesday? Either Tuesday Thursday? or
0: Wednesday, yeah. It's one Tuesday of the two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the next episode of Hard Knocks as well, mostly because I can't wait to watch my Falcons get that dub. But um, strap in, guys. It's going to be a big one on Thursday. SEC season preview. It should be a Paul nice one.
1: bombs coming on.
0: Yeah, Paul, yeah, the Paul, we'll call the, we'll call him the Paul Feinbaum of Florida. That's what we'll, that's what we'll call him. He will be coming on, joining us on the podcast. Uh, once again, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to y'all again soon.